Hello, how are you? Welcome to my first formal broadcast. I'm your host, Troy. This is the Mugsman. I decided for my first formal broadcast that I was going to do, um, embrace a positive, perhaps, topic. Uh, but I've come to realize that we are at the center of a war, you know. We are molding each other. And this war has its name, you know, it's called the gender war. Uh, so we are in what we term the men's crisis and we need to be able to delineate you know um, the male experience and how it actually influences uh, the male crisis that we are witnessing among men currently so uh, i wanted to examine uh, the contentious nature of life around uh, malehood and i feel that we are wrong when we actually blame men you know for leaving women when it's actually the boy that is the father of the man so the problem starts with uh the boy and uh that is where actually the conditioning you know starts uh so for us to be able to tame this particular problem we have to get back to where it started and we are not doing that right now we are pointing fingers at men you know for uh, the neglect of their duties uh for their responsibility but we have not fully examined you know the roots of this you know uh problem so um i feel uh that currently uh we are not doing nearly enough to tackle this problem because we are full of rage each gender is keen on molding the other than rather than listening to the other and we carry some emotional trauma into the argument which uh would inevitably you know um you know distort our uh objectivity uh, on the matter so i wanted to uh, uh i wanted to engage a bit of logic when it comes to the matter and i understand you know um Gordon livingstone saying that you know you cannot remove by logic what was placed there by emotion in the first place uh, but we'll try to examine both the emotional aspects and the logic you know behind it because yes as much as you know maybe it's not you know uh convenient uh, emotions still matter because the emotional arguments have to be you know reflected on uh, before we go to we get to the logic of the matter so um i should start by indicating that uh nearly 45 percent of all children in kenya do not live with both by their biological parents so they are in single parent family and uh in africa kenya is the only country uh with more than 15 percent of children living with uh, single parents and that's just you know the formal you know uh, statistic but uh on a larger scale i think that there's more to it than that and uh normally in in scenarios where nearly half of all children in kenya do not live with uh, both biological parents uh, the death of the father accounts for only 5.3 percent of single mother households in kenya which would indicate that uh the larger percentage of men are actually alive but they've decided you know to uh uh, renegade on their duties and and this needs to be corrected this is one of uh the major concerns because they are not present in their kids lives meaning that kids are missing out on the core elements of malehood at a very uh, you know young age uh so for purposes of this analysis i decided to discount the economic factors because it's true that in fact economic factors um affect uh the structure of you know the family I remember um Dr uh uh Jawanza Yakunjufu saying uh, that uh, 
when 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 the economy is defined by agricultural activities as the main you know the primary uh, source of income we have uh, you know a thriving extended family setup uh, then when we come to the um, industrial uh, era we have now the nuclear family flourishing because you know uh, the man would have to go to work and then the woman would have to look after the kids back at home that was the arrangement in the extended family it thrives you know you know in the in the agriculture agricultural setup you know extended families thrive because um those number of people are needed to actually oversee farm activities you know productively so the economic you know activities at that point you know support uh, and necessitate you know the extended family then now we come to the computer era where actually you know women are earning on their own and men are running on their own and you know each of the other is keen on proving to the other that they don't need each other uh, but you know the kind of corruption we are witnessing in our children in our men currently is in fact proof that we need each other and for us to tackle this problem we have to get to the root of it that the family is a core you know uh, influencer of uh, the ultimate man so um but by contrast uh and uh against you know the common notion in kenya we realize that in fact it's not the kikuyu who are you know uh, uh constitute the highest percentage of individuals in in single mother households in fact it is nyanza uh, that accounts for the highest percentage of children living with the mother uh, with the father having you know uh passed away at 8.8%, which would indicate at least 91.2% of those fathers are alive, but they're not present in the kids' lives. Uh, obviously, there are other factors that, you know, may influence, you know, the uh, dynamic as is witnessed currently with regards to the single uh, mother setup. Uh, like, for instance, in some cases, fathers have to work, you know, far away from their families also. That is a an influence but for me for now i will limit my exploration to uh, uh the element of deliberate you know a neglect by the fathers who should be you know in the in the in the lives of the children so um we also we also have to understand that uh, uh my decision to um ignore overlook the economic factors was born of the fact that uh, the, the the economic setup of Kenya uh, generally is not you know um, enough uh, to perhaps convince me that uh, the economy is at major play here because in Nairobi well you'd expect people to be busier you know where there's a robust you know computer you know um, um, industry you would expect that uh, individuals would not be in you know uh, nuclear families but it's here that 67 uh, percent of children li uh, are living with both parents in kenya and uh, by contrast you know children are least likely to live with both parents in eastern and western kenya at 49.4 uh, percent and 49.5 percent respectively so um I am concerned with these statistics because it is at the ages of uh, 0 to um, 18 that boys are molded into men. So at that point, you know, their minds are still malleable. And the absence of uh, nurturing at that point uh, is a big problem because the boys grow up, you know, um, uh, with a deformity in the sense of the absence of a male figure in their lives. And later on, they don't know how to be men because nobody taught them how to be a man so um zero to nine years 
we have we have three stages of uh, critical stages in a boy's life uh, from the age of zero infancy to nine years, then from nine to thirteen years, and uh, thirteen to eighteen years. Why am I so concerned with uh, the boy as being the source of the problem for the man? Uh, it's because I remember Frederick Douglass saying that it is easier to build strong children than to repair broke men, broken men. And it's true, you cannot give a child back to their childhood. And it is far more effective, cost-effective and fruitful to do everything in our power to give all children the kind of start and the kind of future they deserve. So what this means is, yes, we might be able, you know, to... Uh, in 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 cases you know in other cases there are pockets of excellence where, where men have actually been redeemed you know from their ta- from their um dysfunctional um realities you know but uh, that is more you know uh that is not that is that is rare that is not common you know uh the more often than not cases that men cannot be fully you know uh cannot be uh, fully redeemed from their prisons their jails so uh, recidivism, recidivism is in fact proof that uh, um, the high rates of recidivism where men get out of prison and get back to crime is enough proof that we cannot fully, you know, uh, recover the lost elements of the man. So um, I wanted to start by examining, you know, the causes of the kind of ineptitude that is witnessed about among men today, you know, and the first one, as I've indicated, the core factor is uh, the absence of a father and perhaps the the presence of an embittered single mother who wants nothing to do with the man. So um, here we have a case of a child getting born into an already corrupted, you know, home setup. And uh, we have an angry mother who does who wants nothing to do with the man or the father of a child and does not introduce, you know, perhaps a son to other men. And uh, we have an absent father who has decided, you know, to... Uh, ignore and reject you know the son that he actually bore and this is wrong in itself uh but we want to contend this that uh it's time that uh women learned that the absence of uh a father you know we're not saying that single motherhood is a disability no it's not in fact we are very grateful that perhaps uh some of them decided to actually you know go ahead and uh take care of their sons this is very important because um the fact that, you know, the father left, that one partner left, you know, is not a vindication of inept, you know, parenthood. Kids still need you. And the decisions that were made by adults should not have, you know, uh, to be born, you know, by uh, the kids. Uh, yeah, so um, there are other replacements, you know, for the man that left. You have a father, you have a brother, you have a positive, you know. Um, neighbor, you have a positive a role model, you know, um, colleague, male colleague, introduce your son to these people. And uh, instead of raising your son as a future husband, anchor uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as your husband, you know, uh, as a makeup, you know, um, for the man, you know, who left, you know, also raise him like you raise the girls, you know. Uh, teach the man to take care of himself so that he will not have, you know, to depend on another woman in the future to look after him. Teach him to do the dishes. Teach him to uh, to make his own bed because most of the time you find that women, yes, love their love their sons, but they don't raise them as they raise their daughters. So we have a society of men who cannot even go to the market. They have to depend on a woman for such, you know, uh, simple responsibilities. Uh, your boy is not just yours. Uh, teach your son to cook, uh, 
it's not feasible that a man should be 20 or 30 and cannot even boil an egg that is not uh, productive for also we need to stop imposing our adulthood onto children it's very important for women to stop telling their five-year-olds or seven-year-olds that they're the men in the house uh, because ultimately they will become hostile you know to the boyfriends that you bring into your lives afterwards because you have reinforced the idea that these are enough you know that the young ones are enough as men in the household and uh, the introduction of another man i know it sounds silly but it's actually a fact uh, that uh, the introduction of another man into your life will meet you no know, resistance because this man is already the boy has already been informed that he's a man of the house so why are you why are you bringing another man in the house again? So uh, that also needs to be reflected on and, reflected on and changed. Uh, even for those children whose heart, you know, uh, is as white as rice, they will still feel some sense of uh, ownership and will manipulate uh, their mothers into leaving those particular boyfriends. So what you are you're doing is you're raising a career manipulator who will terrorize other women out here. Uh, see what you've done, Mama Zayden. You've loved your son, but you forgot to raise him as a son and instead made him a replacement of the man that left you. You know, so he's carrying those burdens in a very, at a very young age. Uh, we have already mentioned uh, home, you know, the corrupted home set up as uh, one of the major causes of the current, you know, um, male crisis that we are witnessing. Uh, now we go to the second one, which is the uh, absence of positive, you know, peer influences. You know, when boys don't meet that kind of uh, productive setup in the home, you know, uh, structure, uh, they they start looking, you know, up to they start looking up to the their peer, you know, their peers for uh, guidance, you know. And out here right now, it's not a very positive peer environment. Uh, we find that uh, most young men, in fact, have decided, you know, and I can also trace it back to, I can also trace it back to the same factors that I've highlighted here. These peers don't have the kind of positive, you know, um, uh, upbringing, you know, in the infant stages that would uh, prepare them, you know, to adequately, you know, uh, deal with the uh, vagaries of life, you know. So, um, the, the absence of, you know, positive peer influences is another is another big problem in the society that needs to be uh, dealt with if we are to uh, make or mold, you know, more productive and functional men in the society, the responsible men. Uh, so the first factor was a home, you know, corrupted home setup. Uh, the second factor was the absence of positive or a peer influence. The absence of, you know, positive, you know, uh, peer influences in the society has uh, significant consequences also. Uh, so then we have the third element, which is the media, the TV, you know. Uh, our kids watch unregulated TV, but what are they consuming? Uh, you go to the TV currently, yeah. they are positive male, you know, positive male role models in the TV dramas that are being sold outside of the news. Uh, there are people that these kids can look up to. And look at, let's, let's, let's trace, you know, um, the, you know, leading, um, the leading, you know, um, celebrities in Kenya right now, the ones who are in the media. Let's look at Willis Raburu, you know, what happened previously. Uh, look at Jalango, you know what happened. Are these individuals, yes, they're earning money, but uh, the definition of man cannot earn, cannot end and start with earning money. Yes, they've made a life for themselves, but there's the element of character. Is that a character you'd want in um, uh, your future, you know, your future daughter's husband? Is that a character you would want, you know, uh, in your sister's husband? 
So um, we also go back to the drama, you know, the popular dramas that are on television currently. We have Selena, we have Matatari, we have Bashita, we have Andy. Those are the mainstream, but they have a positive male role model in them. And we find that most of the time it's not the case. So uh, uh, we, of course, have some uh, good, you know, um, um, you know, uh, TV drama sessions, you know, seasons that are rather positive. But these ones, you know, pale uh, in comparison when it comes to airplay and popularity, which would indicate that they need, you know, to do more uh, uh, on the media aspect. So we've captured house, uh, a corrupted home setup. We've captured a, a negative peer influence. We have captured, you know, an inadequately set up, you know, t- uh, media framework. Uh, then now we go to the school. And this is very important because uh, the absence of uh, uh, a positive home, you know, uh, arrangement, the absence of a positive peer influence, the absence of uh, uh, faulted, you know, uh, corrupted uh, media, you know, um, structure can all be remedied, you know, by uh, by the school setup. But again, we find that at school. Uh, the higher percentage of teachers in pre-primary education uh, are, are, are female at 81.09% at an age where a child needs to be in contact with a father and uh, with a male figure and has not found that in a home setup and has not found that among his, peer in, among his peers and now was seeking, has not found that in the media and was seeking it at school, they do not find that particular male figure who would have perhaps guided them into a positive male framework. So right now they they don't know how to be a man, and again instead of finding men who can teach them how to be a man, they find a higher percentage of teachers in pre pre primary uh, education. And we have the fourth grade the fourth grade syndrome, uh, which says that uh, at 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 a particular age, at fourth grade, you know that's where you know um, the kids start you know changing and 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 maturing. But it's earlier before that when you can actually mold you know their minds into a positive outlook. So at, a, at an age where children's minds are actually malleable and can be improved, we do not have the male figures to do that. So and, and the classes are usually female designed, you know, by default. Even in the college, that's how it's taught, you know. These teachers do not fully understand, you know, the nature of the man uh, enough to guide them into a positive, you know, learning experience. So um, boys will innately reject these teachers ultimately. Uh, because the female teachers are less inclined to change the genetic, uh, the generic methodologies taught to them in colleges, you know, because they do not understand the inherent differences, the innate uh, variations in the learning, you know, methods of the boys uh, vis-a-vis the girls. So boys left with no guidance from their absentee fathers and clueless single mothers confound rebellion. Uh, towards the teachers as a transition into malehood, nobody is present to tell them that they've now, you know, uh, uh, realized a sense of malehood. So now they have to rely on a sense of rebellion to, you know, convey the idea that they are now men. And that's why you find that at that age, uh, uh, um, 9 to 14, uh, 9 to 13, boys become more rebellious against their teachers because they found a reality that does not, you know, complement or reflect their natures. Because the owners of that particular reality are female teachers and very little, very few, inadequate number of uh, male teachers. We have to understand that there are differences in the way uh, male children learn from the way that uh, female you know, students would learn. Number one, boys are more active, they're inquisitive, they're more physical, they're egotistical, they're less cooperative. 
and for us to be able to uh, mold them, uh, guide them, you know, positively, there's need for the redesigning of the class to reflect that kind of uh, boy nature. Um, so that in itself is already a failure. We found that school is, has failed the kids, um, the TVs have failed the kids, the peer influences has failed the kids, the home setup has, has, has failed the boy. And it's very impossible for him to let a mold into a productive man, you know. And now we have churches and mosques and religious pl platforms that pr previously, you know, uh, was the center of contact between the boys and uh, positive role models. But right now, boys are no longer going to those churches. Why? Because those churches and mosques have not customized, you know, uh, their services, um, their initiatives to reflect also the nature of the boys, like the school setup. Uh, they are not designed to meet, you know, the evolving nature of the boy. So we have a failed that setup also to add on to the other four. Now, there are solutions. This would not be complete if we did not highlight uh, the solutions uh, that should be, you know, uh, embraced currently. The first thing is more men need to be in their kids' lives. It's not a request. It's necessary right now if we are to avoid uh, protracted, you know, male crisis. You need to participate. Even if you don't like the woman, the kid does not have to bear the responsibility of your hate for that particular woman. He didn't ask to be brought into this life. That is why you need to be there. Uh, besides that, it's very important for um, ladies, you know, uh, to perhaps overcome their sense of bitterness, uh, their sense of rage, uh, their sense of angst, towards individuals who left them, you know, that they left is not um, a disability to you, you know, you can always be a good parent to your son, you can always be a good parent to your boy, uh, introduce him to your father, uh, introduce him to your brothers, introduce him to a positive, you know, male neighbor, introduce him to your boss if he's a positive role model, so those need to be done, and that is if you want to improve the man. Either way, uh, if that doesn't happen, we'll keep vilifying each other as men and women without any particular solu solution in the end. Uh, then we need to engage a more robust regulation of the internet and TV. During the early stages of a boy's life, we're not doing enough uh, because they're consuming things that are not helping them. You find a boy watching Selena right now, and then the male, you know, the main characters over there are say, are are are. Uh, are, are female and they do not necessarily reflect the kind of values that the boy feels within himself. You know, they do not amplify his sense of uh, being. You know, because what we have there is perhaps uh, an overwhelming majority of indi individuals, male individuals, who are simply, you know, um, 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 women pedestalizers. So they only pedestalize women, and I don't think that's enough. You know, uh, to help the boy uh, gain an identity. Then, besides the robust regulation of the internet and TV during the early stages of life, uh, the positive male role models who are in the media and perhaps, you know, mainstream should visit, you know, uh, more boys could, you know, attend to, to the boys' needs, you know, make the boys see that, in fact, that they can be, you know, uh, influential and they can realize success from being positive, that it just doesn't have to be negative, that popularity is not the definition, the ultimate definition of success in one's life. Uh, such that they will not seek it through the uh, corrupted, you know, uh, parts.
then we need to train female teachers to understand and recognize a boy's experiential and innate background for guidance. Understand that uh, there are differences in the ways by which boys learn. For instance, given that the boys are hyperactive at a particular younger at a particularly younger age, uh, in comparison to their uh, mates, you know, the girls, we need to engage, you know, shorter class sessions. And perhaps, you know, in other cases, make it more, you know, active as a class so that the boy finds interest in the learning experience. We also need to hire more male teachers at the pre-primary level and the primary levels. The current uh, disparity is honestly horrendous. It's not nearly enough to mold a boy into a man. Hire more male teachers so that children can meet, boys can meet, um, so that the boys can meet, you know, positive, you know, um, um, role models at a very young age when their minds are actually being, you know, um, restructured. Then, uh, as for the churches and mosques, uh, we should cost customize, you know, our lessons, uh, our classes, uh, to meet, you know, the needs of the kids, you know, um, the boys also, just like the school setup. Uh, it's important uh, for me to capture the uh, degradation of the boy, you know, from childhood because. I do not believe that uh, currently we are fully, you know, reflecting on the problem in the sense that uh, we are keen on, you know, maligning the man. Uh, but if a man cannot cook right now, cannot help with the house chores in the house right now, it's because he was not taught to do so by his mother. You know, that's why we say the mothers love, you know, the sons, but they raise their daughters. And that's why you find men who cannot do things for their for themselves right now. And they understand, you know, women, you know, uh, from the point, you know, solely of service. And while that is good, you know, it should not be the defining, you know, factor in the relationship between a man and a woman. Uh, I remember, you know, um, Hub Goldberg and why it's important, you know, for women to avoid the kind of hate that they extend the man right now, the male figure. I remember him saying that I've never seen a person grow or change in a self-constructive, meaningful way when motivated by guilt, shame or self-hate. We don't need the hate. We already experience enough of it from the world. When we come home, we need love instead. I understand that I might be corrupted, that I might be faulted. But when I come to you, it's not your job to remind me of my faults. I understand where I'm coming from so that you can mold me into the man you want me to be. Okay, I understand that particularly maybe you might feel that it's not your job currently, but the, the, the ramifications of my ineptitude will always fall also onto you because I'm your man. So... We want understanding. We understand that at some point, maybe most of us are corrupted and it comes down from the things that I've already highlighted here. It's a problem, okay? And most of us may not even recognize it. But for you to change us, to mold us into the productive men in the society, ones that you would like for your sisters, ones that you would love, you know, for, for, for your, for your um, daughters, you need to be able to contend with us. It's not a hate affair. It's a productive, you know, engagement. So leave your emotion aside when it comes to this topic. I understand that obviously that may be tough for some people, but this topic needs this topic needs a lot of discretion, and I'm not finding it currently. You know, sometimes when we want to engage this thing, either the woman is angry, you know, uh, because you know of her historical experiences, and she will leave that, you know. Uh, uh, that conversation uh, like a bat out of hell, you know, and for as long as eggs, eggs, honestly, we are still here to stay as men. So you have to contend with us. 
you know, we have to contend with us. And that's why I'm going back to the root of the problem. I do not believe that this current generation can be fully, you know, repaired I, as, as men, you know. I don't think that's the case. But you can make, you can improve uh, what you didn't have in the men that you desired with your son so that another woman would not have to contend with the kind of ineptitude that you have to contend with, okay? So can we do that? Uh, that that would perhaps mark uh, the end of my broadcast for this session. Uh, we'll examine more, you know, in the coming sessions. Uh, thank you for the opportunity.